episode 201. This is a redo. Anyway, <laughs> it's a redo. Um, with my friend over here, Ricky Rackman, the legend. <laughs> well, of course, Headbangers Ball, Cat House, Cat House Hollywood Podcast, the Triple R Podcast, Ricky's Ride, and a whole bunch of other cool shit. Yeah. How's that little intro? <laughs> uh, Cat House Hollywood Apparel. Well, all right. Well, Cat House Hollywood related items. Go on. Yeah. Um, Cat House Hollywood breakfast cereal. And very it should be. Very soon, the ball. Yes. You say, all right. That's a perfect little segue. Well, because- first, 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 we really should say why we're doing a redo. Okay, fine. The, the floor is yours. The hardwood floor now is yours. <laughs> Brand new, by the way, you're the first people to ever see the new Licorice Lounge, which uh, we are remodeling. And this is day three and day one, it was wood. And day zero, it was it was dirty carpet. We never went in the stream. So this is kind of like, I mean, you would know better than I would, but this is sort of like a New York loft feel. This room it absolutely does have that feel. Now, I don't remember the last time when we spoke, I don't think it was really dirty. It was like a white carpet, correct? Yeah, but you, you know, no, when you have white carpet in the house, you're just like, oh, I don't want to go in and I don't want to get anything on it. And it just was never a room that we went in. And right. uh, this is really boring. <laughs> no, no, it's really not. It's not, it's not boring at all because well, <laughs> we are creating, we are creating. A room that's like going to be like, like here, you want me to get, should I just give you the tour? Yeah, Please. give us the tour. Listen, don't say it's boring because people want Ricky Rackman, bro. <laughs> Why do you roll your eyes at yourself? <laughs> so this room right here is going to be a licorice lounge. And right here, we're going to have this little picture of Waylon Jennings. We've got our record player there, this beautiful cabinet. Uh, this is going to be vinyl. Obviously, I haven't put my vinyl in there yet. Mm-hmm. And this right here, a piano. I do not know how to play piano. Okay. And have a bunch of guitars and uh, like some amps. Don't know how to play any of those either. Big leather couch. This room is going to be like just bitching. And I've already got like a really good print that I already ordered that's going to be right here. See? Yeah, I see. You have to pick a picture of Darby Crash holding a skateboard right there, okay? That works for me. This, you have to picture gold and platinum records. Okay, for who's gold and platinum records? Virgin? No, that didn't even go to black vinyl. <laughs> I have your Guns N' Roses, your Suicidal Tendencies, Body Count. Um, let me think, what do I have? White Zombie, uh, nice. Ozzy Osbourne, Alice Cooper. See, it's kind of like a mess because we're kind of. Never mind. I don't want to show you any of this stuff. Obviously, so now she story why this is a redo, and now you're realizing that even when I'm healthy, I'm still pretty messed up. Hey, whatever, aren't we all? <laughs> so, so when we did this interview before, I I don't remember any of it. First of all, really. I'm telling you, it was it was hilarious and it was great, but go on. Okay. Well, um, I know a dog was involved, so we're gonna have a dog in this one too. Yes. What's the dog's name again? Which one? The big one or the little one? The one that wiped its ass on the former carpet in that room. 
the last time we spoke. I would assume that would be Attila, the Chihuahua. <laughs> that would be Leah's dog. Leah's dog would be the one to wipe his ass. Dega. <laughs> Don't scratch the furniture, Dega. Okay. <laughs> so last time we did this show, and I don't remember any of it. From what I understand, I was coughing quite a bit, right? Was I? Not, you weren't really coughing. You were sitting on a beanbag eating a, tur- a turkey sandwich. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there was turkey falling all over the place. But I did notice at the very end, you said that you were very cold. And you were like, why is it so cold in here? Yeah. And then we kind of wrapped it up. Okay, that's weird. Well, what I did not know is that that and I think I coughed and one time said, don't worry, I ain't getting any COVIDs on you. And what I did not realize was that that was the early stages of the coronavirus, which I was the guy that said, you know, wear a mask, but I'm still going to bike week and I'm going to ride across. So I'm not going to get it. And if I get it, it'll be like a flu. Like I was one of those guys. I was always the guy that said, you know, wear a mask, be smart, don't be stupid. But I, I really was not that worried about getting it. Right. And I got it and I recorded my radio show and I was slurring my speech. I started getting real delirious. And probably about an hour after I got off the phone with you, um, I broke out in really bad chills. And when I say bad chills, I covered myself with every clothes, was sitting in front of the fireplace, shaking. And Leah was like, tell, told me that I started getting delirious. And not like the delirious that I am 24 seven, the delirious like I was talking about oranges and ice cube trays and just like getting really, really delirious. And she was getting worried and was thinking about taking me to the hospital. I'm like, no. And I just start, I mean, rapidly was just getting so, so sick and a sickness that I'd never had before. And my, well, I didn't lose my sense of taste. I didn't lose my smell. I don't have COVID because I can still taste things. Right. Was wrong. Got real, real bad. And I, I had to record my radio show, Racing Rocks. I was slurring through the whole thing. I would, I played one part of her. I go, what did it? And I, what I had said was on this one clip, I said, Daryl Bubba Wallace, who's a NASCAR driver. And, um, and I said, what did I just say here? She goes, I have no, it sounded like you're going like, blah, 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 blah. like I was just slurring and um, it got really, really bad. So I started going delirious. I went to bed and she said, how are you feeling right now? I go, I'm fucked up. I go, I don't feel as bad as I did last night, but I feel bad. And she took my temperature and it was 103. Wow. So I not even imagine what it was the, the night before. Right. So, so I was really fucked up for, I would say, maybe 10 days. Really? Yeah, it was, it was, just, it was just a mess. And I just stayed in bed. And the thing that was weird is that I, I didn't want to do anything. Like, like she was saying, I was sitting on the couch and I was like, I don't want to write my radio show. I don't want to do it. This is a radio show I've done for 19 years. I can't put thoughts together. And I didn't even think it was Corona. I was just like, I can't put any thoughts together. I can't do this. I can't, which me complaining about is, is nothing that infrequent, but it was like simple tasks I couldn't do. I wanted to lay in the bed, but I didn't want to watch TV. I didn't want any movies. I, I just wanted to sit there. And it was like that for a while. The next morning, oh. I go to the hospital to get a COVID test because I was like, I had a COVID test before because I had to for work. And I knew it would be negative, and it was negative. I went to the hospital, and I knew I had COVID because I'd never felt like this before in my life. 
Wow. Sitting in my car because I had symptoms and I was talking to Leah and I was like, yeah, I've been in the car for like 20 minutes or something like that. And she said, no, you've been waiting in the parking lot for four hours. I, it's like, I had no idea of time. So I was positive. Stayed home. She put a mask on, slept in the other room. Um, Did she you know, wind up getting it? No, she didn't. Good. And took care of me the whole time, 24-7. But she slept in the other room, wore a mask. I mean, until New Year's, we didn't kiss on New Year's Eve, you know? And uh, it was just, you know, she did what she had to do and I did what I had to do. And I, it really screwed me up. Now, here's the crazy thing. I feel a hundred percent better. I mean, I feel great. However, even though I've never lost my taste or smell, I don't crave the same things I used to. I, I was the king of like s'mores and cookies and I haven't eaten any cookies. I don't have this craving for fried food. food like I, I have energy drinks. It's like my, my taste buds are different and I feel a little bit different. I mean, I, I personally think I feel different for the better like I, I have a really good outlook i know this sounds weird no but- i don't think so you went through some shit and, and it changed some stuff about you that's i don't think it sounds weird and um it, you know and everybody's saying that there's you know the thing about this whole covid thing and i know we, we're not going to talk about that but the thing about this COVID thing is it affects everybody differently yeah and there effects and things that are happening on the brain like my memory was always bad but I really have a bad memory. Like I'll go back to picking up, like, you know, I'm, I'm adjusting the vinyls in my house and I grab the justice for all Metallica. And I'm like, okay, name five songs on this album. And I was like, like just drawing a blank. Wow. But it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're feeling better. You didn't, you didn't uh, give it to your wife. And yeah, Yeah. I, I remember that. I mean, it was like the next day, you messaged me and you were like, dude, like, I'm really fucking sick, blah, blah, blah. Do you mind if we like redo it and like just get rid of that one and, you know, we'll do it over again? But yeah, the thing was because I couldn't remember anything. I mean, I still have a hard time remembering things. I knew that I was wearing pajama pants, which I wouldn't normally do in an interview. And, and- Ugg, you were wearing Ugg boots. And you made sure that people at home, the viewing audience, saw them <laughs> while eating a turkey sandwich. And then you went into the room that you weren't supposed to be in, especially the dog wasn't supposed to be in. And the dog scooched its ass across the carpet. And you were like, "Ugh, I hate it when they do that. And then you kicked the dog out. <laughs> and then you got mad at me because I didn't really know who Dale Earnhardt was too much. <laughs> Oh, I didn't realize that part. You still didn't know who Dale and yeah, that Well, that, I was like, yeah, you know, number three. And you were like, really, dude? Like, I can't with this shit no more. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty damn good right now. And and, and good. Good. I'm glad to I'm glad I'm glad you're in good spirits, my man. I am. But good. you never know. Ten minutes it can snap like that and I'll be a prick. So All right. Well, there's no reason to be a prick to me. I could be a prick too, Rick. You could have aired that whole interview that Probably one. I mean, if it was really bad. It wasn't re- bad. That's why I said, dude, we really don't have to do it over. You're like, bullshit, we're doing it over. All right, fine. Stop yelling. Because if it was really bad, you would have heard it. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's good shit. Well, before I forget, um, I said this on the last one as well, but Danny Boy from House of Pain says, sends his regards to you. Great guy. I love him. Yeah, awesome guy. 
Do you know that he recently bought the 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 house that the Outsiders movie was filmed in, and he created the Outsiders House Museum? That's so crazy. Oh, we did, talk about it, didn't we? We did briefly, but now, but you see, the audience didn't hear about that, so we got to just talk about it for a second. It's and then we might we do it for Johnny. We do it for Johnny. Exactly. That quote is better than "Stay Gold Pony Boy," but I don't know. Then you also have Mustangs are tough. Mustangs are tough. Yeah, Mustangs, they're tough. Awesome. Well, we we also, you know, we have three more in the back seat. Pity the back seat. And he pulls out his switchblade. That's hard, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Ralph Macchio's a hell of a lot better than that than stupid karate kid. Oh my god. Yo, let me you want to talk about karate? Did you watch Cobra Kai? During COVID, I think I watched all three seasons in a you want to choke Daniel LaRusso really bad? He's the biggest jerk off ever. No, about that show. I, it's like, I don't know. Well, I it's mean, supposed to be cheesy, man. It's supposed I to be. Oh, I know. But my issue, and first of all, here's the funny thing is, <laughs> kid, I took karate in the Valley. No shit. Were you in the under 18 All Valley Karate Championship tournament? Up until I was 34. No, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> I wasn't in. Dega, get out of here. Want to be a part of it. Um, I wasn't in any tournaments because I would have gotten my ass kicked, but I did take karate. And uh, w- my school here's an interesting sort of story my school was owned by Chuck Norris. And so when we were kids, Chuck Norris would show up once in a while, and I got to flip Chuck Norris, which consisted of me moving my leg forward and him like jumping over my back. But right. that- and the referee in Karate Kid was a black belt in Tonksudo named named Pat Johnson. And he was actually uh, one of my teachers. Really? Yes. I bet the kids out there never knew that. I never knew that. Yeah, I, I think it's true. You think? I don't know. <laughs> was, it, was, it a, was it a COVID hallucination? What? Was it a COVID hallucination? I've probably been having COVID hallucinations. <laughs> Oh shit. Fuck. All right. Well, I don't want to ask you the same stupid questions that everybody else does, but I know there's we're going to be talking about stuff that you've spoken about 17,000 times. You know what I mean? I see I see you're doing the sigh. But you know what? What? Different answers. Maybe. You know what? Ask ask all of the questions that you want. Well, I really don't have questions. I only have a couple of notes here that I just want to just dab on. I don't interview nobody, Ricky. We just shoot the shit. Whenever there are things that I've answered more than five times, I'm going to make up an answer. So it's one. Right. Well. (laughs) You know what? what, 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 See, I grew up. I I can't say grew up, but like my teenage years obviously was watching you on Headbangers Ball. Right. You know, and... I mean, constantly, you know, every night we would throw in a VHS tape when I was younger and we would videotape it. And, you know, it was like a thing back in the day, you know, midnight till three o'clock. It was like I went to my friend Tommy Mitchell's house where he'd come over my house and it would be the whole thing. Try to stay up late because you're young. You know, you make it till three o'clock. So because obviously there was no Internet and none of that shit, you and I guess MTV, because you didn't really have a say in anything. Correct. Mm -mm, Nothing. Nothing right. at all. 
which which I think that's it's kind of I think it's ridiculous, obviously, but because you you came from a musical background, you 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 right, you you you're very big into punk rock. A lot of people just I know you hate the term hair metal, <laughs> but but a lot of people, for some stupid reason, probably because they just don't know any better, associate you with that, probably because of the Tame Me Down Fast the Pussycat connection. But that's not to say that I don't love Faster Pussycat of and, course. and Jet Boy and Junkyard. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you would call those hair metal. I would not call those bands hair metal at all. Right. But I still like those. And those bands that I mentioned, a lot of their roots are from punk rock bands. And the funny thing that I've been finding lately is talking to a lot of the heavier bands is how many bands like, you know, as recently I was talking to Ted from Death Angel just a couple of days ago and uh, out to actually, no, it was, it was the, there was a bass player of Death Angel okay. and it was how much he loves Faster Pussycat. Whenever they warm up, he plays Bathroom Wall. I mean, while all the old people are so hung up on their genres of music and it's like, look, man, no good music came out after 92. That's there's a lot bullshit. of bullshit. That are, that are in like some of the real heavy bands that really like some of the stuff. You know, I, I say this on probably every interview that I do, how much I love Skid Row's Slave to the Grind. It's a fucking heavy record. It's a great, it's just great. I love so much music. I mean, I'll put on a rap album and it's just hit, 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 hit. But yeah. that does, I'm listening to, you know, Adolescence or Black Flag or Social Distortion or Lamb of God or Code Orange, or whatever. I, I just, I mean, I'm always in a, I'm in a different mood, and I don't listen to the same type of music, but when it comes to doing a show like Headbanger Fall or The Ball, there's certain types of music that should be played in these shows. You know, one of my ideas that I, that I did come up with on Headbanger's Fall was the Triple Thrash Threat, and that was playing three thrash songs in a row. Thank and you for that, because that was like a huge thing especially somebody like me who loved all the heavier stuff it was like that was the first time i saw certain videos that turned me on to certain bands that i just maybe have just maybe heard of but haven't listened to you know what and I mean? that's my idea i didn't pick the videos that were played there mtv did but i think for the most part the bands that they played during the triple thrash that were, were good they, yeah. they did it. the problem was that it, it only took me until recently to figure out you know, the situation they were in. And I realized this by social media, you know, as much as there's people telling me, hey, you're going to play the latest song from Kane Hill, there's just as many people that are saying, well, you're going to be playing Dawkins. And recently it's like, are you going to be playing Cedar or Three Days Grace? It's like everybody likes their type of hard and heavy music, which is different and unique. But the problem is they believe that theirs is the kind that needs to be represented in a ball, in the ball, which... You know, you're not going to please everybody. Some people are not going to be pleased. So, you know, this time when I do this new show that I know we're going to talk about, this time I am allowed to play pretty much what I want. And it's just, it's getting clearance on a lot of the videos because we're going legit. Awesome. Well, 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 let's fucking talk about it. First of all, do you have your finger on your microphone? Because you sound like you're on the water a little bit. How about, I don't know oh, if I do. Now you're I'll perfect. Oh, maybe my fit. Where's the microphone on the phones? Is it at the bottom? I can't see your phone. I don't know what kind of phone you have. <laughs> it's a flip phone. Flip phone. Nice. 
I can play snake on it and I'm really good. That's awesome. We should go back to flip phones. Um, yeah. So, well, you did touch on that on the last episode. It was like your exclusive. Um, but yeah, you are bringing back a version of the quote unquote headbangers ball. Yeah. What I said was I said in 2021, yes, I'm going to do a show called the ball. I don't know how to do it. And I said, look, you know, there's things that I've said, like I'm going to release new podcasts. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And some of the things didn't actually come to fruition. And I don't want to be that guy that makes all these promises that, that don't happen. So I said, I'm going to do a show called the ball and it's going to be a music video show. And it's going to play heavy videos. And I said, I promise this is going to happen. If it doesn't happen in 2021, I will retire. I will quit this business. Yes. Said that even after COVID, I, I, I'm sticking by my words because if it doesn't happen, at the very least, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go online and I'm going to go live and I'm going to find a way to play all these videos. And I know that I'm not allowed to and it'll get taken off, but I'm going to do it somehow. Right. Now, as of last week, I found out that if you stream licensed material that you don't have permission to in California, it's a felony. Gee, I don't know what uh, of course it is. It's fucking that's ridiculous. What, uh, that's what somebody told me. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but my goal is to do a heavy music video show. And there is somebody that has approached me to do it. And by the way, just so everybody knows, I'm doing most of it all myself. That's um, a good thing, man. You have control of your, your baby. No, no. I would love nothing more than somebody from a network to say, Hey, let's do this. What do you want to do? Um, but there is a company that's going to help me and that's going to be the platform. It looks like that's a platform that's it's going to air. And I can't say too much now. And I don't want to jinx it, right. but it looks like somebody that's going to be partnering up with us. That's going to have, it's not only a really cool brand that everybody knows, but it's going to allow me to play a lot more videos. The problem we have is, you know, like, let's say I want to play certain videos, some labels. Let's say I want to play something. I want to play suicidal institutionalized. Well, I can't because the labels want money. And I'm using this as an example. This right. is my case with suicidal. So um, I'm just switching. I'm switching arms. Here my arms that That's fine. <laughs> so, um, so what I'm going to do this time is I'm going to do this legit. I'm going to get permission to play all the videos that I want to play. Um, there's already videos that I know I can't play. There's certain things that I, that I've asked for that I can't get, but there's somebody that's helping me out with this. They're also going to bring in another brand. I can tell you that all of the stuff that I'm doing from this, I do not get one penny. I mean, I do not get one penny. Right. It's, and my goal is to put it on where I can say, okay, everybody Saturday night live the ball and do it like that. And I'll probably be filming the intros you know, at first it was like, I've got a studio with a green screen where I can do skulls and fire in the background. I'm like, I did that already. I don't want to do it. That's what everybody expects me to do. And when right. anybody heavy metal video show, they're going to be in front of a green screen with skulls and flames and fire. And you're going to stand there like, eh. and I'm like, no, I'm going to go on and go in the forest and shoot it in black and white and make it look like I'm on the set of Blair Witch. This is just what I want to do. This is right. what my... So that, that's what I'm hoping to do. And, uh, at, and some I, at some point this year? Uh, I'm hoping sometime February, March. 
I mean, I, I'm hoping this is going to be really, really quickly. I'm hoping by the ending of February, I mean, the, I've, I've spoken to people today. This is something that I really, really want to do. The reason I want to do it is because I want to do it. And I think it's really important. And I think that people need to see that there's a lot of newer bands that are spending a lot of time making videos. Yeah. And I, there's some bands that, that old rock fans that are fans from my generation that might like, you know, Megadeth that might hear a newer band and go, holy crap, that's what it's good. I'm not, I'm not here to, you know, I don't have this, this, this agenda. It's just to play music that I think is heavy. And hopefully other people think it's not the Ricky Rackman show. If it was the Ricky Rackman show, we'd be playing some of the most bizarre stuff, but it's a show that some of the videos might not even be bands that I like, but I think they have. And people are so judgmental, not only on me, but anything that I do as far as hard rock, that I've got people that I've read that have already given the show bad reviews and we haven't even made it yet. So I'm like, Those you know. Those people are just the assholes with nothing better to do but just to talk nonsense on a keyboard. That owns one of the, it's, there's a, there's a, a message board, huge website called Metal Sludge that is always part of the like 80s rock scene. And they always have gossip and they have all this stuff. And their message board has been really, really brutal to me. And I used to care. And then I talked to the guy, he goes, you understand that's like less than half of a percent of the people. Those people are all, their demo, I know their age demo is late 50s to 60s. I mean, if somebody in their late 50s is pissed off because I'm not playing three great white videos in a row. <laughs> it's like, you know what, dude? If you're if, if 30 years later, you're still upset about something on the headbangers ball, you've got some real deep issues and I feel bad for you. It's yeah. like fun. My whole thing is I want to do a show that's fun. That's the most important thing about at all is I want it to I want it to be fun. Yeah, and I want to a point. Yeah, man. I don't want any ballads. I don't want videos that you, that with songs that are played on the radio. And when I say radio, I mean like, you know mainstream rock videos you know this is not to put down the bands like the the breaking benjamins or the cedars or stuff like that i'm not putting those bands down at all right. but do i belong on the ball even if they might make a heavy song not really i i, I just okay i could be wrong right. but oh and maybe down the line i will i don't know but i'm, I'm trying to i want it to be the dangerous heavy stuff good and 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 it's and since you're doing it all basically by yourself with nobody telling you what you can and cannot play for the most part, you do your own fucking thing. And really, at the, at the end of the day, who really cares what the tiny, tiny, tiny majority say? These so-called, quote-unquote, trolls on the internet. Like, come on, man. And get over yourself. If, if, you, if, if, if you're pissed off that you're not going to hear the ballad of Jane on the new ball, then, uh, you know, you got problems. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm, I mean... What I, what the way it, it's happening now is I'm coming up with a list of videos. I talk to these people at this place that I can't wait to tell you. Right. Also in it for the right reasons that love their metal. And uh, they're going to secure licensing and they say we can play this. We can, you know, already there's a list of videos I can't play. And no matter what? Yeah, because there's two reasons. One, record label wants money. Or what I'm hearing is like a lot of older videos that I want to play. These people don't even know where the original videos are. Like if I say, let's play something from 
you know, some rock band from the eighties, you know, they don't even know where the original videos are, you know? So sometimes, I mean, it's, it, and, and, and the problem is, especially now because bands haven't generated any revenue for so long, a lot of these people really want money and we don't money, you know, we're not going to play it. You know, if you guys are wanting money for us to play your video, but what we are is we're going to turn maybe some new eyes onto your old band or your new band. Right. You know, the only the music's got to be heavy. It's got to be heavy. Yeah. Shit. Well, I, well, I'm looking forward to it, man. No. Yeah, no, without a doubt, man. Like I said, I, I basically, I grew up watching you and then, you know, I kind of followed you along and I, I knew, I knew, I mean, just from the headbangers ball that, you had the cat house and stuff like that. And then um, you wound up, I mean, how long ago did you, a couple of years ago, right? You started the Cat House Hollywood podcast, but I have a bone to pick with you. You haven't put out an episode in a very long time. And the, the worst part about it is, <laughs> is uh, one day, one night in Texas, I sat backstage with the guys from Junkyard that did like Cat House tours with us. And everybody, with the exception of me, was drunk. And uh, we just started telling stories. And stories about the cat house and the debauchery and the girls and this person did this. And I just started recording it and I've got the whole thing in recording. So that's going to be the next Cat House Hollywood podcast. I'm going to do another episode with Tammy. Um, there's probably going to be a triple R podcast coming out first and then do the Cat House Hollywood podcast. The thing is, it's, you know, that really is something that I am doing all by myself. I go, I write it, I go into the studio, I do the interviews, I edit. That's why sometimes the levels are high, sometimes the levels are low. I don't really know how to edit. Yeah, so, me neither. That's why I don't. That's why yeah. I just, we just fucking go and that's that. And, uh, but the Cat House Hollywood podcast did extremely well. Yeah, and man. I want to be back up there. And I'm very excited about the Triple R podcast too. So yes, those will be back. And uh, hopefully very soon. I mean, it's the, the, the whole, I can tell you right now, the holdup is me. The holdup is me not doing it because, 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 because that's life and you know, that's that. But now you also did, um, I know you, you, I mean, listen, you did a real, a lot of really good shit with, um, with Ricky's ride, man, which was awesome that I saw the shit that you were doing. And, um, is there going to, there's not, there's not going to be one this year, right? Are well, you going to do it anymore? Tell the kids at home what about Ricky, Ricky, Ricky's ride was because I saw you were doing that and I was like, you know what, man? Like, this is fucking awesome shit because you don't see a lot of people doing selfless things too much. No, you, you don't. You don't. You don't. And even back in the cat house days, I've always been a biker. I've ridden motorcycles forever. And, um, and I, I, I believe it'd probably be Gilby Clark that got me into riding long distances because I remember one day he told me he rode to Sturgis by himself from Los Angeles. I was like, that's crazy. And then, you know, we, for every, every year we would, we would go to Sturgis and it would just be me and Gilby and Tammy and sometimes Sean McNabb and just a bunch of guys, you know, and we'd all go riding to Sturgis and just have the time of our lives. And then I started going on rides by myself and these rides started getting further and further. And, um, and I'd always had on my bucket list to ride coast to coast. I said, when I retire, I'm going to get on a bike and ride coast to coast. I'm like, what am I waiting for? Yeah. So why are you waiting until you retire? Then I just started riding from Los Angeles to New York. And then I started riding Los Angeles to New York and back. And many times Tammy went with me, which was great because, you know, even though we knew each other from the eighties, 
I would say we're, we're much closer now than we ever were. And we've ridden motorcycles everywhere together. And then I just decided, okay, I'm going to see if I can just raise some money. And people are following me on social media. So I started with Ricky's Ride 14. And then I started picking a different charity every year. And the only thing I asked about the charity was that all of the money went to the charity. All of the money went straight to the cause. So pretty soon I was raising $10,000. And then I was raising $20,000 for kids with cystic fibrosis. And then I did um, raised money for stop soldier suicide. And that was... Um, right around that time was when I started going out with my girlfriend, Leah. And she was like, well, I go, look, Leah, when we started going out, I go, look, Leah, I'm a biker and I like riding motorcycles a lot. Do you want to, you know, ride with me? And she's like, yeah, I'll see how far I can go. And she ended up doing like 11,000 miles with me one summer. Wow. And we, we raised $32,000 for stop soldier suicide. That's awesome. Then last year, even with COVID, you know, everything was a little bit different. Rode, I think, about 11,000 miles and raised $22,000 for the Alzheimer's Association. Wow. Rick Ride so far has raised over $100,000 for various charities. And, you know, you're not hearing about it because I don't spend money on publicists right. to let them know how great this thing is that I'm doing. The other thing is, if we raise $32,000 and people donate $32,000, I give a check for $32,000. I don't take out $10,000 for hotels or $8,000 for gasoline or any of this. I spend all that. That comes out of my own pockets. Right. And sometimes there'll be people like Hot Leathers that does fund riot raising or Law Tigers. And in the past, Death Wish Coffee was a very big part of the ride. And, um, you know, there was, there, was, there was companies that were helping me out cover some of the expenses. But the rides just got too expensive. And, you know, with last year, you know, I, I, I moved to North Carolina, North Carolina. I have a house on the lake and, uh, you know, boat out on the lake and I was gone the whole summer and spending so much money on these rides. So I'm like, you know what, this year I'm going to go out and ride and we're just going to like, Hey, where do you want to go? And, and I'm not saying I'm not going to coast to coast to coast. I might, you know, I know bike week in Daytona is coming up. I don't think I'll go to Sturgis this year because of this the way things are, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I at least log like you know, seven or 8,000 miles this summer and I'm just going to do it for fun. And people can follow me on social media and, you know, we ride and we go to all these crazy places and eat at all these places that people suggest to us to eat. And yeah. it's, it's the most fun. I mean, this year we tried camping, which was to see her and I camping. Tr and tried camping what you've never camped before. <laughs> What do you think? What do you think? I don't know, man. Listen, you live in North Carolina. You could go right up the mountain over there. I've been in North Carolina for three years. I'm from Hollywood. Okay? <laughs> North Carolina for three years. I wouldn't say that. I, I still, from up there, I'm not allowed to say that I'm Southern. No, so. you're not Southern. You're not oh. Southern, dude. I lived in North Carolina for, for a little bit less than a year, about 12 years ago. I love, I, well, put it this way. I can afford a house like this. Okay, I couldn't in LA. No way. So, and I, I just, I really, really love it here. And, and I could go to LA when I want, but right now I just, other than, you know, going to see my friends, I don't have much of a desire to go back to Los Angeles. Right, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people leaving Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, Ace Von Johnson just moved to Nashville. Crazy. You know? Like there's a lot of people moving to Texas. There's a lot of people getting the hell out of, uh, out of California in general. 
Well, don't anybody move to North Carolina anymore. Yeah, I don't blame you. Get no, away. Nobody- yeah, the reason why you left is because you want to leave. You don't want it to be like the exact same in the new place as it was. <laughs> so bad. L.A. was, I mean, I love L.A. My, you know, all the people's like, oh, you left Hollywood. I'm like, motherfucker, you come from Pennsylvania, okay? Right. I, I was delivering scripts on a moped when I was 15 on the Sunset Strip. So don't tell me like, oh, you left Hollywood. It's like, that's all I knew was Hollywood. All I knew was Hollywood. Yeah. It was fun to go somewhere else and to, I mean, you know, I'm the only, well, not really. I used to say I'm the only guy in my neighborhood with tattoos, but now everybody's got tattoos. So sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. So now you, you said before in passing that when you were, when you were with the junkyard guys and you recorded that for the next cat cat house, Hollywood podcast, you said that everyone was drunk, but you, you're completely sober, right? For a long time. 33 years, I think. God, why don't Jesus, I know? that long. That's awesome. Wait. Is it 34 years? How do I not know? Listen, See, after you get 30 years, stop counting. You're fine. I know. If I have a drink, I'll remember. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't <laughs> touched any booze or alcohol for about 33 or 34 years. Another thing is uh, I didn't put a press release out to tell everybody I was sober. I just Yeah, you don't have to. I don't do that shit either. It's like, yeah. But if anybody, you know, I've had very good friends um, call me and ask me questions and talk to me about it. And, you know, I love sharing the knowledge I have, which isn't necessarily knowledge. You know, if I talk to my friend that's having a hard time with meth, when I'm talking to him about it, all it is is just helping me, too. So, sure. you know, I'm, um, you know, Leah drinks and I am the first one when I go out with my friends, I'm the first one to buy drinks at the bar. Yeah. And if Smoking weed, you know, I wish I could smoke weed. I just can't. Right. Uh, people doing coke or meth or any of that stuff. But, you know, I have a disease. And so I just can't, I can't do it anymore. And to be my age and living the life that I live right now is uh, pretty rad. And I honestly believe that if I had a drink, I would lose everything. And I don't want to yeah. do that. Broke before, I don't want to go back. Yeah. No, same here. I mean, I don't have nearly as many years as that, but. Yeah, it's it's like if if I if I know me, you know if I if I drink a beer, it'll be like in two weeks from now, it'll be a complete and utter shit show. I mean, if you've been sober a month, okay, yeah. or it's all it's over it's over six years now. It was like it was like seven years that I went crazy for like three and a half. Now I'm back past six years. If you've been sober for a little bit of time and then you have that first sip, you're not going to say, "Oh, that was good. Okay, I'm done." No. It's like. Jack, give me the code, give me the meth, give me everything. Yeah, it's shit show. And What's that? And with my heart now, I probably couldn't keep do that anymore. No, no, man. Yeah, and, and you did touch on the last time that it's unbelievable how Tammy is completely sober. Tammy is sober. <laughs> Which is very, it's like, wow. <laughs> Amy doesn't smoke. You guys got to understand. I would ride motorcycles with him. He'd have to pull over every 20 minutes to smoke and he'd have a cigarette in his mouth while he's lighting the other cigarette. I mean, you know, and he calls me many times during the week and say, like, Hey Bubba, I'm on my morning walk, like all the time. And it's just like, it's so rad. And that, you know, there's a lot of things that if somebody would say, would you believe that in 20 years, this would happen? I'd say, Oh yeah. 
Tammy, I'd say never, you know? Yeah. It's really a good, it's a really good thing. How do you meet him back in the day in the eighties? Well, if you listen to the Cat House Hollywood podcast, see, yeah, you go to a- the plug as you should, even if he tells a little story here, that by I, no means. I can tell you go to the Hollywood podcast, or I can tell you the real story, but maybe this is one of the times I make a fake story and it'd be. Being, Why would you make a fake story? Why are you playing games? We met, we met at UCLA in acting class. <laughs> we were doing Shakespeare, and we ended up this this traveling Shakespeare thing. We ended up performing at um, all the Renaissance fairs in the secondary markets. Right. So we met in acting. Right. Or would you believe that <laughs> Mud Wrestler's birthday? party at an apartment and we were doing the guys there and that's how we met which one would you want to believe definitely the shakespeare traveling shit show of course (laughs) it was i knew this chick and she was having a party and we went to her house and they were like me my friend keith and tammy and some girls and we and i thought this guy tammy was just such a trip because he was like you know yeah, like black nail polish on. He hadn't even been in Faster Pussycat yet. Right. And we just hit it off. So that's kind of that's kind of how the whole thing happened. And next thing, and next thing you know, you become partners and you buy a legendary fucking club. We created. Yes, we did. Which, and, then and what was it? What was the name of the other club that you bought for a while? I didn't buy it. I rented these clubs out. Okay. The other was um was another club that I ran. That, that, that I did by myself was called Bordello. There you go. Bordello was so rad. Bordello was just a dance club. And uh, I just took, you know, we had the same DJ, but I was like, okay, Joseph, play whatever the hell you want. Just, just keep people dancing and don't play any hits. So he might play, you know, Danzig, Metallica, Nine Inch Nails, Smokey Robinson, uh, Gap. You know, it was, and the, and everybody would go to Bordello. And then uh, we had a VIP room. I don't like the word VIP because I was always the guy that wasn't allowed in VIP places. But we had this small room that was probably about as big as this room that I'm in now. And I called it the VFI room. And it probably fit like 40 people in there. And they'd have these bands in there. And one year for Halloween, people would walk in that room and Glenn Danzig was up there with a bottle of wine and Pretty sure it was um, John Christ, I think. And it was just Glenn and John, and they were just playing the blues. And people would walk in there and see this guy playing the blues and walk out. And one guy said, dude, that guy that's up there looks like dancing. And I'm like, that's dancing. They're like, it's not dead. Because imagine walk, being at this really packed nightclub, just packed. And then you walk the VIP room, and there's like 10 people sitting around having drinks, and there's a guy who's playing blues and singing the blues, and it's freaking Glenn Danzig. Yeah, like, yeah, people, yeah, that's why people wouldn't believe it. Oh, yeah, whatever, and then walk out. That's awesome. And I'm more than that, I'm so proud to have been a part of that and to have that, I hate to say legacy, but it is a legacy. I mean, it is a legacy, dude. Cat house shirts worldwide, you know, because. It was a great time that will never be duplicated, and I'm very proud to have been, been a part of that. Very proud. Yeah, man. Yeah, all that whole thing. Like I say, I say it often, just in regular conversation. It's like 
and, and I sound like it's like it's like I'm the old man, like get off my lawn type shit. But like those days will never ever be duplicated, man. Even like like the '80s, even like even the '90s, like it it it's just completely completely fucking different. The whole everything is completely different. Everybody, everything instantly. Yeah, like yesterday. Yeah, it's like and I and I've said this so many times. It's like. Just the ritual of going to a record store and you find out like a certain band came out with whatever and then you go and and you, you finally buy it because it's the third time you went there and it was out of stock and then you finally got it and you went to your room and you ripped open the cellophane and you put it on the turntable or even in your CD player and you're reading lyrics and you're looking at artwork. Like, like none of that. Now it's just like, okay, press a download button. You're telling my story 100%, and it's funny. Not too long ago, I went to a record store and I bought some uh, some records yeah. and total random record, but it was from the tubes. Okay. And that record, when I was like I don't know, 15 or 16, and I never picked at a record store, so I bought it. Now all I had to do is say, "Hey, I got to be careful." I say, "Hey, my phone's in weird shape." But all I had to do was tell my phone, hey, play something from the tubes, and I could hear that whole album on my drive home. Right. But um, since the 80s, so I bought the record, and I kept it in my car, and I wouldn't listen to it, and I got home, and I put it on my record player, and I sat on the floor, crossed my legs, and listened to the whole record, and I remember being in the car with the A-track and all that other stuff, and uh, it brought me back at that time. And look, let's be honest, a vinyl sounds so much better. No, it really doesn't, especially on my record player. It doesn't. Experiencing it, you take part, you pick the needle up and you drop it on the vinyl. You know, uh, I sit down on the floor and listen to a whole record. This room that, that I'm sitting in right now, which is under construction since day three, I can't wait till we have the record player set up. And, and we're sitting here listening to vinyl, you know, for that. Sure, I can put my headphones on and listen to anything I want instantly, and it would probably sound better, but it's not going to be the same. And I'm going to click on another song, you listen to a record, you're committing pretty much to the whole album, which is what the artist wants you to do. Yeah. It's, yeah, perfectly stated, man. It's also, you know, it's just, you know, for me, I'm 45. You know, if I, I just recently started buying vinyl again. Like, I had a not, not a whole lot of it, but there was a lot of cool shit that I enjoyed. And, and I wound up selling, like, my daughter was born, and I just decided to sell it all because this was, like, 11 years ago, and vinyl didn't make that comeback yet. But you now... What? Food for your daughter, records. Right. Right, so I got rid of it, but now I'm I'm slowly getting back some stuff that I had and some other things. So, you know, whatever. Listen, sometimes you got to do things you have to do. Priorities, my man. Is it true? You know. So, um, I see that you uh, obviously you, your hair is long again. Are, are you gonna Are you gonna wind up cutting your hair and dyeing it blue again and have people mad at you again? <laughs> um, two out of three, yes. Will I cut my hair again? Yes. Will there people be people mad at me? Yes. Will I probably not? What if the um, Rangers win the win the Stanley Cup again, though? I don't give a crap, ass if they <laughs> Here I can say I'll, I'll I'll diet turquoise if the Panthers win the Super Bowl because I'll never have to diet blue. Um, <laughs> uh, 
what I can, I do see happening. I mean, you can understand, like, I haven't been growing it long, that long. Like, right. it's like longer than, and I've only been growing it long, probably like two years or something. But um, I, I could see myself maybe getting a mohawk. Why not? But Have you ever had a mohawk? Uh-huh. Yeah? All right. I had, a matter of fact, it wasn't that. There's some pictures. I think they're probably about, oh, I guess it is a while ago, probably about 10 or 11 years where my head was shaved bald and I thought it looked badass and it was so comfortable. But now, but I, I didn't know I could still grow hair long. So I'm keeping it long for a while. And, and now that I've got the new show coming out, the ball, I want my hair long for that, even though it really doesn't matter. I mean, it's right. so whole hair thing was just so stupid and i got people just people love to give me shit all the time for the stupidest the hair thing i know it was always i felt like 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 you caught you caught shit from so many assholes for the most nonsensical reasons and social media is the best because it's like (laughs) log on to my computer okay ricky rapping okay let me go look for ricky okay here's his Twitter. Okay, I found Ricky's Twitter. Now let me log on to Ricky's Twitter. Okay, this is Ricky's Twitter. Okay, Ricky, you suck. <laughs> My dude, I don't yeah. go to, I've used this analogy all the time. I don't go to the grocery market to go find mayonnaise to tell mayonnaise I hate you. Right. <laughs> Ignore it. I don't look, you don't like me, then get the fuck back. I don't give a shit. I really, I'm honestly, I can honestly say at this point in my life, I'm living the best life of my life right now. So sitting here and talking down about something that I did 30 years ago, dude, you got other issues. Okay. You've got problems because I don't care. I'm having fun. And, and please, for those of you that really like to talk shit, please do me just one favor. Please explain me how your life is so much better than mine. Right. I can ride my motorcycle anywhere in America and find great people. Like the, the beauty is, that I'm not a big celebrity, that I can go ride my motorcycle to anywhere in America and tell people I'll be there. And there'll be like three or four people there and we'll hang out and have coffee. And then I'll go ride to another town and do the same thing. I don't want to be so famous that I can't do any of that stuff. Nah, fuck that. I can go to concerts and get recognized or not get recognized. You know, it's, it's just like, it's great. And the beauty is, you know, I'm still working in rock and roll and I'm doing pretty good. So, and I've got, I'm happy at home. I've got a great relationship. I've got, everything's going good. It's like, so dude, do you really think hating on somebody for something they did 30 years matters to me? It's like, you know, you just want attention. I'm not going to acknowledge those people anymore. You know, now if somebody said, Hey, you know, I really didn't like it when you did this. So why did you, and they asked me a question. That's one thing. Right. But for no reason at all. It's like, yeah, you know, I like talk. I like talk, obviously. You know, yeah. I was going to do a stupid thing for 20 minutes and we've been on for like an hour. But I like talk. Yeah, I, dude, that's why I do this. I, it's like, I don't make a dime. You know, I, I do this after work yeah. or whenever. And I bullshit with who I want to bullshit that's willing to bullshit with me. That's it. You know? It's all about having fun and doing what you like to do. But now you did make you just did mention that you'll you'll meet up with two three people and you know hang out and have coffee. Are you a coffee guy? Okay. All right. Well, I have a spot. I have a couple of sponsors. I just need to yell at you for a minute. Oh yeah. Huh? I'm Fuzzy Dinnerson. 
All right. I'm not going to hold you hostage for much longer, Ricky Rackman. Should I wrap it up? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, how come you're silent all of a sudden? You have no, mm-hmm. you have, I don't know. You, 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 I just saw you just moving your lips with no sound. What happened? The devil. Oh, they, the, the devil. All right. Well, Dead Sled Coffee, Dead Sled Coffee is a sponsor of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast. And we, we discussed these last time because AC Slade had a part in it. Does he still? I don't know. I'm not sure. Mike is my guy. I don't know. Well, I know AC Slade is a very good guy. Right. I drink Death Wish coffee, but I'm sure that Dead Slade coffee is a phenomenal coffee. A yeah. matter of fact, I can't tell you that I've drinking Dead Slade coffee before. <laughs> well, Dead Slade coffee, if you, if you can follow them on Instagram at Dead Slade coffee. And Ricky Rackman, if you go to deadsledcoffee.com and you type in the promo code Brooklyn Blast. You will get 15% off your order, and any order over $40 is free shipping. Holy shit. Un-fucking-believable. <laughs> You're dumbfounded right now. I'm dumb. I'm about dumb. Yeah, you and me, you and me both, man. Um, so, yeah, DeadSlightCoffee.com, and follow them on Instagram at DeadSlightCoffee. Now, we were also talking about vinyl. See, this, is all, this all works out perfectly. There's uh, one of the last guys on the block. They've been around since 1992, but they have survived, just like you, this coronavirus pandemic. Um, Generation Records. They are located at 210 Thompson Street in the West Village of New York City. Follow them at Generation Records on Instagram. And if you go to generationrecords.bigcartel.com, you can order stuff you know, online from them. But if you are in the New York City area, go to the brick and mortar spot. They are open. They need support. Vinyl, CDs, books, the whole downstairs is all merch and, you know, shirts and posters. Great spot located at 210 Thompson Street in the West Village of New York City. And last but not least, um, you were wowed the last time I brought these guys up because you do have a kind of like a clothing line with the Cat House Hollywood podcast. But one of my sponsors is New Republic Printing. If you go to newrepublicprinting.net, they have a catalog of whatever brand stuff you want your thing printed on, whether it's hoodies, T-shirts, tank tops, windbreakers, whatever you want. Um, but the good thing about New Republic Printing is that there is no setup fees. There are no screen fees. And if you have your order shipped to any commercial address within the United States, it is free UPS ground shipping. You follow them on Instagram at New Republic Printing. So if you get, if you order 10,000 Cat House Hollywood podcast shirts from them or Cat House Hollywood shirts and you have 200 boxes delivered to, I don't know, the, the little market down the block there, it won't cost you a dime. Nothing. I don't know if I can continue on after all that news. It's, it's unbelievable, isn't it? I'm shocked. Aren't you? Awesome, dude. So, so, so I'm not, like I said, you're waiting to eat dinner. I'm not going to hold your hostage for very much longer. But um, just to kind of wrap it up, just off the top of your head, th- you th- I have to do this even though it's hacky. Your three most memorable headbangers ball moments. 
Alice in Chains and Water Park. Action Park. Yes, we spoke about that last time. I got fucked up at Action Park bad. Nirvana, even though it wasn't my favorite show, but that's the one that everybody remembers. Of course, with the big yellow thing. <laughs> That show, but it's one of the most memorable. Was did you say favorite or memorable? Either or. The floor is yours. Floor, which by the way, and it's it's a very it's a stellar hardwood floor. Fucking really stellar. Um, Allison Chains, Action Park, Pantera, Texas. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. How how about skydiving with Dave Mustaine? Skydiving with Dave Mustaine. <laughs> that was good. the truth is that me and Dave ended up skydiving quite a bit after that. Did you? Um, yeah. How many? How many but jumps you got on the belt? I got to travel all over the world with Headbangers Ball. I mean, I went to Germany. I went to Brazil. I went to England. I went to Japan. You know, I went to Lubbock, Texas. Yeah, I flew into Lubbock, Texas once when I was going to Cannon Air Force Base in Clovis, New Mexico when I was in the Air Force. That was the only time I was ever in Lubbock. Do you know what Dallas, Texas's motto is? No. Hey, at least we're not Lubbock. Yeah, hey, hey, listen. <laughs> I get it. I uh, hate Lubbock. I hate Lubbock, Texas. Do you? All right, well, for the kids out there in Lubbock, Texas, you got your feelings. Love kids. I love all of you that are in Lubbock, Texas. And I wish I would win the lotto so I could buy you houses so you could get out of there because the worst place I've ever been on Ricky's ride is Lubbock, Texas. And wow. I went there for the time and it still sucked. <laughs> Did you were you actually on the road for the Headbangers Ball tour with Exodus and Anthrax and Halloween? Mm -mm. No? Because I know that there was this one Headbangers Ball episode, it was like a focal point though. Was the headbangers? We were, on the road with, we were on the road with Anthrax. We did like five different cities with Anthrax. One of my all-time favorite bands ever. I love Anthrax. They're great. Joey Belladonna version only. Sorry. I like John Bush's too, but I like Joey Belladonna's better. But John Bush's wasn't bad. Yeah, it sounded like a different band to me. It was a different band. Yeah, and it was before your time though. When 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 they were on the Headbangers Ball when they destroyed the house though, wherever wasn't it? That was, that was, I, I turned the light off in the room because that's the hint. I'm going to go get some food right now. Okay. Um, yes, that's true. Awesome. Well, you go get some food, but real quick, you have to throw out all your social media stuff. You have to let people follow you. No? Why? Was that a bug? Oh, not a oh. bug in, not a, not a bug in North Carolina. Look at that. Look at that. Let me see it. Oh, that's nice. Like yeah. shit. That's like Starship Troopers shit. Huh? It's like Starship Troopers shit. Where did it come from? Outside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm on I'm on I'm on the Twitters. I'm on the Instagram at Ricky Rackman. R-I-K-I-R-A-C-H-T-M-A-N. Yeah. You you don't really yeah. go on Facebook too much. I'm trying to, but it's like, it's all just jacked up. It's like, whenever I go on Facebook, it's like, oh, is this your business account? And whatever. Right. Um, my website is cathousehollywood.com. You can buy all the t-shirts and everything else there. And the podcast, please check out the Triple R podcast and the Cat House Hollywood podcast. You can also buy Headbangers Bull stuff at cathousehollywood.com. <laughs> Too late.
I bought one for myself and my girlfriend, so whatever. And then I bet you guys look stunning in it. I look stunning in everything, Ricky, and so does she. I'm sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, for everybody listening, follow me at, on Instagram at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. If you hit the link in the bio on my Instagram page, it'll tell it'll send you to every podcast platform, social media, YouTube, all that shit where you can find this podcast. And um, I'm gonna say like like what we did the last time is I like to end with a song. So I don't know if you remember. Are we gonna sing? We're not going to, no, I'm going to tack on a song at the end. Yeah, I'm going to sing a a duet with Ricky Rackman. No, I'm going to tack on a song at the end of this podcast. And if you want to switch it up, that's fine. But last time you said that it would kind of make sense to put the song Cat House from the first Faster Pussycat record. No, I did not. Yes, you did. The other one is done. No. You did did say that. Because let me tell you something. I love Pussycat. I love Tammy. If ever there was anybody that's my brother, it would be Tammy Down. However, every time I do a damn interview, it comes in with Faster Pussycat, Cat House. Not my favorite Faster Pussycat song. Love it. Just every time I do it. Well, you did it to yourself last time. And you were also, because I I asked you the same thing. I was like, you want to end with a song? How about a Faster Pussycat song? And you were like, I don't know. How about Cat House? And I was like, uh, no, I was like, how about something off the first Fast and Pussycat record? And you were like, I don't know, how about Cat House? Is that on the first record? You said that. I have it still. I won't put it up, but I'm going to keep it for myself. I believe that I did say that. <laughs> do you want to end with a Fast and Pussycat song? Or do I have to go into the archives and find a Virgin song? Yeah, why don't you play Cat House? <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> do you want to do that for real? <laughs> no, you know if you're going to play a faster Pussycat song, the song that I like is um, Babylon you know, because you do the little scratch work in it. I do, but I really like the song Number One with a Bullet. Okay. That's probably my favorite Faster Pussycat song. I also, what else would be a good song? Well, if you're going to play something from them, or is that what you want to do is play something from Faster Pussycat or any other bands? This this anybody that I know that I really won't get in trouble for, and it's your call, man. Why don't you play, which you can find on YouTube, me and my friend Fred, who is in a band called Prong. I I had I had Tommy and Ted on here. Okay, well, me and Fred recorded the Social Distortion song so far away. I recorded. It, and Fred played all the instruments and we put it on YouTube and nobody even knows it's there. But it's But not- how do I even search that? Ricky and Fred. Oh, oh it's Ricky and Fred. <laughs> okay. Just like that. All right. It's Ricky and Fred and has a picture of Ricky Ricardo and Fred Mertz. Okay, Ricky and Fred. R-I-K-I. Oh, I know how to spell your name. <laughs> so far away, the social distortion song. All right, so that's what we're gonna close with. Yeah. Then that would be listen to it. Yeah, awesome. Well, dude, I'm 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 happy that you're feeling better that you got over this shit. Um, this was awesome. This is the second time we 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 spoke. But um, other than that, hopefully sooner rather than later, the ball is coming back. I promise you, I'm really thinking it'll be like the ending of February. And you- every closer and closer. And I mean, I I spoke with them today and we we went over 
videos that we can play and you know some of them are really good i'm excited and there's some that we can't play that i'm bummed but but i'm, I'm very excited it's gonna be awesome. great awesome dude well thank you for your time thank you for the podcast and especially because i was so young but thank you so much for the headbangers ball and um yeah man this was awesome and let's thank you touch. Go eat. yes go eat now okay bye bye Every bro